Apple founder Steve Jobs once said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Well, as followers of Christ, we do trust in something. The eternal God who created all things, including us, and has our best interests at heart even more than we do. In addition to allowing us to connect the dots, though, looking back also reminds us of the many things that we have to be thankful for. And to me, a thankful heart is what gives me a better ability to look to the future with some hope. If God was faithful to take care of me in the past, he's going to be faithful in the future as well. So as we end the year here on Licensed to Parent, we're going to be looking back, looking forward, and I hope connecting some dots in the coming year. Welcome to our Licensed to Parent bookend program, wrapping up 2021 and welcoming 2022. I'm Rich Rosel, joined as always by Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for troubled teens. And this program, Licensed to Parent, is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill, trying to take what we learn each day here with our students and export that so that you can become a more intentional parent and avoid the need for a residential program like Shepherd's Hill for your family. And Trace, on our last program, we shared some of the miracles that happened at Shepherd's Hill and that happen on an ongoing basis. We also mentioned, by the way, your new book of a similar title called The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, which has just been published. And by the way, we'll have information at the end of today's program on how you can get a copy. Uh, but today, we want to talk specifically about the residential program because... Well, we consider you our family, and we want you to know what goes on here. So, Trace, for those who may have heard the program but really aren't familiar with um, programs for troubled teens like Shepherd's Hill, give us a brief look at, at what a year looks like here at Shepherd's Hill. Yeah, well, first of all, Shepherd's Hill would be defined as a Christ-centered, biblically-based uh, therapeutic program and school for troubled teenagers, a residential program. So our kids are here for a year. Uh, the unique thing about what we do is our kids uh, are unplugged, digitally unplugged for an entire year. Uh, but beyond that, in their living quarters that they help build and maintain, they have no running water. They have no electricity. Uh, there's an outhouse. We call it the powder room. They light their uh, cabins with uh, propane lanterns. And they heat them with wood-burning stoves. They have to keep the wood cut and uh, split and uh, stacked and dried for, you know, several months. So it gets them to plan. Uh, they learn that life has, you know, there's action and reaction. There's, you know, actions and consequences. And uh, there's rewards for actions and consequences for derelict actions. And uh, so uh, this is what they're learning uh, with life in the woods but every morning, like any other student, they, they come out of those woods. It's about a 12-minute walk uh, to our main campus where our school buildings are at. And uh, at 8 o'clock, they, uh, they are in class till 3 o'clock after uh, having breakfast served up in the cafeteria. And they take care of their hygiene stuff uh, between 6 and 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but at 3 o'clock, it's back to partying like it's 1799 again. <laughs> and uh, the idea is to... Uh, bring these kids out of the child molesting culture that they've come from, the chaotic, uh, insane world that we live in, 
uh, where they don't know what is true, what is right. And half of mental health is just knowing the truth, right? Mm -hmm. That's really, uh, that's, a, that's a fact. Uh, and getting a chance to hear, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. A lot of these kids get, the, get their information from either their school, uh, media, social media, other friends, and so much of it is tainted. And we know what's going on in the public school system and some of the things being taught uh, that is just out to lunch. There's no science behind it. There's, and I, I mean that literally. There's no science behind it. it it's, so much of it is just theory. It's ideology. And there's nothing substantive to it. And so we're graduating kids who know a little bit about a tainted social justice situation in America and don't know how to, you know, read a tape measure or how to sweep a floor or swing a hammer or do their multiplication tables or write in cursive or, you know, when the, basically when the power goes out, these kids are out of luck. Uh, and we've created that system for them. And it's no longer a situation where it's just the, um, the bad company that the kids keep, okay? And the bad, and by the way, that bad company has grown with social media, right? Right. Mo but most kids company, didn't used to have 500 friends. Right, but, and know, they don't have 500 got, friends now. They, 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 they think right. they do. They, they've redefined what a friend is. Right. But uh, some of that bad company, unfortunately, are the very people that they should be admiring and wanting to emulate. And I'm talking their teachers, their coaches, in some cases their parents, the media, entertainers, sports, you know, athletes. These are people that, that used to be uh, heroes. Mm -hmm. and, but a lot of them are, have bought into a, a, a new postmodern relativistic cultural narrative uh, that has bought into a lot of false premises, a lot of lies. And when you buy into a false premise, then any story, any goofy story can make sense. And, and Hitler proved that in Nazi Germany. Exactly. Let me bring it back to what goes on actually at Shepherd's Hill, though, because you've addressed one of the big issues that you're facing with every student that comes in, and that is they've been inundated with you know the outside world taking charge of the raising of the child. Uh, as, as you often say, that you know smartphones are the other parent and mm -hmm. culture is the other parent. Well, you mentioned about the kids coming here and right. living in camps in in structures that they help build themselves. This is one thing that is brand new to most of these kids, and that is the group dynamic, living and working in a group. Because when you think about it, the kids back when they were at home were living in their own little world. You know, everything was about them. It's a very self-centered world when you're living on your phone. So, so talk talk about what they learn when they come here, and you referenced this briefly about the fact that you know there are consequences to their actions. It's not like each individual is being judged and punished mm -hmm. if they don't do what they're supposed to. But when you're living in a group in the boys' camp, for example, you and the other right. boys you're living with are all relying on you being a, a functional part of this team. Mm -hmm. What plays out when the you, in this case, decides not to be a part of that team or fails to do what he's supposed to do? Well, and that usually happens with the newer kids, the kids that you know, come in, they, they, wanna, uh, they think they're proving their moxie or whatever by rebelling and that everyone's going to be impressed by that. But uh, uh, the truth of the matter is these, the, the kids that they're, they're with have been here long enough and they only have to be here you know, a few weeks uh, to really catch on uh, and, and, and roll with the punches here. They don't like themselves 
for what they used to be. And they even in just a few weeks, they, they're already coming around. And when a new kid comes along, the kids will say, well, did I used to act like that? And the answer is, well, yeah, you, you acted just like that. <laughs> they, they don't even remember themselves being uh, so combative, you know. Uh, so the peer pressure basically is turned inside out. And the kids, uh, the, the, the ones that have been here for any length of time at all, will basically uh, interact in a way and show their their displeasure with the new kid who's coming in thinking he's going to make a name for himself of being a rebel because rebels aren't cool, right? They're not cool here. These kids, the ones that have been here for a while, they know that we love them. They, they've, they've cultivated a relationship with our team. They become part of our family. Uh, they know the things uh, that they're learning are right and substantive and no motivation to, to prove ourselves to anybody. We don't lie to the kids about anything. Uh, that's one of, the, one of the promises that I make with every kid that comes here. Just so you know, no one's ever going to lie to you. If they do, they'll be fired. I mean, that's just, and, and the truth of the matter is, let me just share our dirty laundry. We just recently had to fire a couple team members uh, because with good intentions, they tried to do something that went against what we know to be healing kids. Uh, and we had to let the team members go because a, a program like this is only as good as the personnel you have, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, we're not building cars or selling shoes or flipping hamburgers. We're building kids. We're building human beings. And you are 24-7 with these kids, and we got to get it right. We only have a year to work with these kids. And I say only a year because a lot of these programs are advertising 18 months, two years now because the, the issues are getting so complicated and, and digital technology has helped that happen. So we only have a year and we want to make sure we get it right because these programs are not, are not cheap either. Yeah. And we feel like we need to be uh, good stewards with the resources we have, uh, the time, and we feel like we need to be good stewards uh, with the, the team members that we have in in the brass at Shepherd's Hill, mentoring those people to constantly get them to improve and be accountable to one another and to ourselves and, our, and, and we to them what our personal lives are all about. I mean, that, isn't that what the church is? Mm -hmm. Confess your sins one to another. A lot of places, if it were just a company, you know, if, if we were just selling shoes or cars or flipping hamburgers, that would seem bizarre. It would be bizarre. But this is a ministry first and foremost. And uh, we owe it to the kids and the families that come here to make sure that w we're doing it right, that the kids are, are exposed to what Harvard and Yale and UCLA and Emory and another, all these big schools would define as an authoritative community. And the Bible would call it the body of Christ, the, the kingdom of God. That's what's healing our kids. And, and it, the bottom line is just doing things God's way, working within his ecosystem. Right. That's what's bringing the healing to these kids. Jesus is still in the healing business, folks. Yeah. You mentioned a moment ago uh, some of your staff and that you've got to make sure the staff maintains the goals that are set forth, the methods that are set forth, the integrity that goes with that. What you didn't mention, you also talked about it being expensive to run this program. One of the reasons why it's expensive to run a program like this is – uh, the student-teacher or student-faculty ratio. And we've got just a moment before the break, so two quick questions that I think will astound many of our listeners. First of all, how many students are on campus in the, in the course of a year? I mean, what's our cap? Yeah, it goes back to the authoritative community model where everywhere Junior turns, there's someone to point him back to a common moral center. That, that's, that's huge. 
but we're, we're licensed for 36 kids, but we've got, when we're operating optimally, we've got 70 staff members for 36 kids. That was the second question. How many staff? <laughs> yeah, so that's twice as many staff as we have kids. Now, obviously, they're not all here at the same time. But still, that's all. People couldn't dream that this was the case, okay? Right. The kind of kids we're dealing with, you got to be on top of everything all the time. But it's, it's, I can't overemphasize how important it is uh, for this authoritative community model to work itself out. Because it used to be that when we raised kids, we raised them to assimilate into a, a sane culture, at least a halfway sane culture, right? right? Whereas today, Christian parents in particular have to raise their kids to swim upstream against the culture because, as been said very often, and I'm going to say it again, the culture is a child molester. There's just no two ways about it. I just come back from a conference where I had people a lot smarter and older and wiser than me say the same exact thing. Very few people understand that because they've been in that boiling water. They're frogs, and they've been in that boiling water long enough to just kind of, well, that's just the way things are. It doesn't have to be that way, at least not in our spheres of influence. And while they're here at Shepherd's Hill, we cannot allow the negative influences of our culture to taint our kids' healing and growing. Well, when we come back from our break, uh, we're going to continue this conversation talking about, well, connecting the dots from the past, finding the things that we are very grateful for that God has done, but uh, also taking a look at where the dots might be leading in the future for Shepherd's Hill and looking at the year to come. Uh, One of the things that I want to talk about when we come back is the effect COVID has had on Shepherd's Hill Academy and also an interesting observation you've made about the differences in the way COVID has affected the young men versus the young women. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. We'll be back with our host, Trace Embry, and more conversation right after this. Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherd's Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. 
Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program working with teens in crisis and, by extension, working with their families. Uh, Our host is Trace Embry on Licensed to Parent. He's the founder and director of Shepherds Hill. I'm Rich Rosel, and today on our last program of the old year, first program of the new year, we are talking about uh, where things have, have gone over the past year and where we think things might be headed in the new year for Shepherds Hill Academy. More importantly, we'd like to tell you how you can become a part of our ministry team, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, Trace, right before the break, I, I mentioned COVID, and I know that uh, COVID has had an impact on many uh, programs like Shepherd's Hill, uh, in sure. many cases, it's caused them to shut down completely. In other mm-hmm. cases, they've had to cut back. Shepherd's Hill seems to have been able to operate fairly smoothly through all of it. But you mentioned to me before we began today's program an interesting observation, and that is that you and most other residential programs are seeing a lot more young women coming your way, young girls, uh, teenage girls yeah. coming your way than boys. And why do you think that is, and and how does COVID play into that? Well, believe it or not, it's always been a 50-50 split, almost exactly. It's it's crazy. But because of COVID, it has kept a lot of uh, these kids inside, okay? And and, and folks, you need to hear this. Digital technology is affecting your sons and your daughters in in ways that you, you don't really understand yet. You know it's affecting them. You don't know the depths. And here's the scary part about this. The way it's affecting boys uh, is through YouTube videos, pornography, uh, uh, and uh, video games, okay? All three of those things will keep your sons smiling, but the joy is gone, all right? And so parents are seeing the kids uh, smile. They're not punching holes in the walls because they're getting what they want. They're like spoiled children, but it's what their flesh wants. It's not what their spirit needs. So it's microwaving their souls from the inside out. The Bible says in Proverbs, even in laughter, the heart may ache. I'm telling you, these boys are aching. They're every bit as messed up as the girls. The girls, on the other hand, their issues, they got pornography issues, just like guys, not quite as bad, but uh, largely it's social media. Well, social media is ostracism central. It's bullying. It's uh, sending naked pictures to people you don't know and people uh, sending naked pictures to, to your, your girls. And it's uh, it's causing them to self-loathe, uh, to be depressed and anxious and, and uh, you know, suicidal. And so their manifestations are wearing on their sleeves, unlike the boys. It's just not, it's like a volcano under the ocean. It's going to erupt. So what, if, if I can connect the dots here, what I'm hearing you say is that where COVID has changed this is during lockdown, the boys aren't going out and getting into trouble because that is right. a lot of times where, you know, at school you exactly. get into trouble with the school. teacher or principal. That's not happening because they're staying right. at home. And while right. at home, they're being fed by, you know, their their digital devices mm-hmm. in ways that as you very aptly pointed out, are not at all healthy, but it's making right. them smile so mom and dad aren't noticing right. the issues. The girls, on the other hand, aren't getting the real person-to-person 
social interactions that that they perhaps crave more than the boys. Yeah. And because of that, they are locked even more onto their screen time where the ostracism is is kicking in. You know, self-loathing, which leads to cutting, you know, and then, of yeah. course, keep keep taking the the thing in the in that direction and you you're into suicide uh, uh threats and ideations and things like that and 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 follow through uh and everyone knows that boys are uh, young men are failing miserably uh with with their lives and careers it's it's a sad sad situation that's why they're living in their parents basement since they're 35 years old yeah well let's talk about uh what shepherd's hill is looking to do about this as they continue ministry, as mm-hmm. you continue ministry, into 2022, because the problems aren't going away, and the kids aren't Anytime going soon. away. As a matter of fact, you're having to turn away hundreds of families a month right. um, who are looking for residential care, but you you just can't take them all. What is on the horizon for Shepherd's Hill? I know that um, prior to COVID, plans were in place to expand some of the facilities at Shepherd Hill, we talked in our last program about the fact that it's no longer a 60-acre facility, but it's over 200 acres. Yeah. You've had to do a lot of moving due to a highway being cut through the old property. Yeah. And so buildings are needing to be moved. Buildings are needing to be built. That all costs money. But there's also, I know, a capital campaign going on uh, to try to get some of this done. So where do things stand now as we finish one year and begin the next? Well, thanks to the DOT uh, and God's providence, this is a uh, now a 250-acre facility. And what we've got uh, in mind down the road, the first, the biggest project is about a $4 million project. It ballooned, uh, you know, about uh, nearly three times what we thought it, it would to build a new cafeteria, conference center, office space. Uh, right. And so we, uh, we are on this capital campaign to get this. We're calling it our cafeteria, but it's way more than a cafeteria. Yeah. It's, a, it's a place... Where uh, folks can 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 meet, congregate, and um, basically the new central location of of campus, so that uh, uh, we can do what we feel God's calling us to do here, and uh, uh, we we just feel like when you got to turn away four hundred families a month, we got to do something. Right. I guess the reason that we're bringing all of this up now at the end of the year and the beginning of the new year is to let you know that the need is great. So we encourage you to consider now, and I would say prayerfully consider, don't just make a whimsical decision, yay or nay, but please commit this to prayer over the next uh, few hours, days, weeks, months, whatever it takes. But consider how you might become a regular partner of this ministry. Help us uh, underwrite some of these costs. Uh, perhaps consider volunteering some time on some of these projects. We've got some folks who have come and spent time on campus helping to do construction. Uh, uh, most of those in the in the current major building projects, those are actual construction teams. But I mean, we've had we've had a lot of work that's been done by volunteers over the years. We want you to be a part of this ministry and make it as much your own, redeeming the next generation. Yeah, and you know, Rich, I want to remind uh, people that. The Lord Jesus Christ changed the entire world with 12 people and no internet, okay? 12 people, no internet. And we don't need the internet to make changes. We're out with these kids, mentoring them, working with them, teachable moments, uh, teaching, apologetic training, uh, on and on. We're, we're helping them with the toughest 
questions that, that kids could possibly have. We're giving them answers to the questions of origin. Where did I come from? Meaning, why am I here? Morality, how should I live since I realize I'm here? And destiny, where am I going when I die? Is there a, is there a, a, a hell to, to shun and a heaven to gain? And we know there is. And uh, the Lord has, has done so much, as I, I write about in our book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, that you cannot deny that there's something supernatural going on here. That's what the book was written to, to to show people that there's something more to this life than just you know he who dies with the most toys wins attitude. And let's just say for the next few weeks we would like to give you a free copy of that book with your donation to Licensed to Parent in any amount. Now again, Licensed to Parent is part of the Parent Ministry of Shepherd's Hill Academy. So if you give to Licensed to Parent, you are giving to Shepherd's Hill Academy. They are one and the same in this regard. But uh, your gift in any amount will get you a copy of that book free of charge. And uh, in the meantime, Trace, I know that you have said you don't want money to be a barrier to folks right. getting a copy of this book. What what would you like them to do if they would like a copy regardless? Look, I don't want anything to get in the way of what I feel God's called me to finally complete. And that is uh, almost a training manual as to how to know the Lord, how to hear his voice, and uh, how to uh, to be blessed. Uh, that's not to say you won't have tribulation. Jesus said in this life you will have tribulation, but he'll walk you through it. And I defy anyone to read this book and not uh, see that there's divine intervention and that God still is working miracles in the 21st century world. So uh, if, if, if you can't afford a book, please contact us anyway. You won't be put on any mailing list or anything like that. You'll be sent a book and it's not going to cost you a dime. Uh, we're, we're trusting the Lord as we've trusted him for the healing of these kids and the building of this ministry that he will fill in the gaps. And uh, there'll be someone out there who, who uh, will, will give a, a, a donation above and beyond the cost of the book to cover your cost. Don't feel uh, shy about it. Don't feel inferior. Right. Uh, look, please, uh, we won't, we want you to know the God of the universe, and I want you to know that uh, he wants to bless you, uh, but he's looking for us to walk with him. So here's how you would do that. If you, uh, regardless of reason, perhaps God is telling you now is not the time for you to give, even if you did have the money to do so. For whatever reason, if you would like to get a free copy of the book and you're not able to make a donation, don't click the donate button for that. Instead, click our contact link on our website and just send us a brief note with your mailing information and say that you would like a copy of Trace's book. And again, the title is The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill. Now then, if you can't wait for us to get our copies in and send them to you and you want your book right now, I will mention that they are available on Amazon.com. And you can go there, but you would be purchasing it at that point. But again, just go to Amazon.com and search for The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill. You'll find it there both as a paperback and as a Kindle edition. And uh, Trace, I'm sure you would uh, join me in saying, buy more than one. Send them out to other other people that you think could be blessed by this book. And we would certainly appreciate it. And Trace, that's going to wrap up our wrap-up of the year and our launch into the new year. Thank you, sir, for another good year of ministry. Rich, thank you. Uh, by the way, let me also mention that uh, if you want to stay connected to us, uh, Trace has a monthly newsletter that goes out. It goes out by email. Uh, I believe there's also a print edition still going out. I get mine by email. But uh, you can sign up for that by going to the Licensed to Parent website. Click on the link. You'll see a, a pretty prominent link on the right-hand side that says Shepherd's Hill Academy. 
Click on that and it'll take you over there and you can find out exactly how to sign up for the newsletter. Well, that does wrap up today's program. My thanks to our guest coordinator, Daniel Fazina, and to our technical producer, Carl Peets, for making this and every program sound as good as it does. And thank you for joining us. Uh, for Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosel. I invite you to join us again next time and once again renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.